The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Oh, Luna, how do you get so high? Welcome to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello, and welcome to Why We Are Here. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington. You've now entered into that comfortable atmosphere where luminaries from around the world join us to share their contributions, findings, and opinions. Today, our stellar guest, Bill Austin, is a spiritual teacher, healer, author, and artist. He is dedicated to assisting spiritual teachers, light workers, creatives, and highly evolved souls to awaken their innate healing gifts. He is the founder of several spiritual healing and enlightenment modalities and is the official guide for spiritual growth on selfgrowth.com, one of the largest online self-improvement communities. His humility as a missionary is one of the main reasons I've asked him on the show today. The success of his powerful work resonates and mirrors its origin. Bill Austin is here today to provide vital information for healing, words of wisdom for consciousness expansion, and unconditional love for the heart and soul. Hello, Bill. Welcome to Why We Are Here. Hey, Sharon. Thanks for having me on your show. Now, I've been enjoying your work online for several years now. I think I told you that. And you're very clear in sharing your gifts and working in the realms of spiritual healing on many levels. What led you to choosing the path that you're on? Well, I think it probably began at age 29 when my life was a real mess. And uh, I graduated from a top 10 law school. I was unemployed. I was broke. Uh, I had back problems, I had insomnia, and I began meditating to help with the sleep deprivation, and I was drawn to alternative healing, and I read Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, and she talked a lot about self-love and gratitude, and over the course of, you know, it was a very rocky road, but uh, that really sort of saved my life. Does your family support what you do? Because you're just saying you you went to law school, and you were about to go in a a left-brain direction, and you went completely right brain. Do they support you what you do? Do they understand what you do? Well, my parents, it's funny, my dad was a teacher and my mom was a nurse. So I grew up and I'm sorry, teach and heal in a slightly different way. Uh, I don't think my parents really understand the work I do, but they're always very supportive of me. And uh, my sister is becoming more supportive, I think, in a way, because she's drawn to yoga. She's a yoga instructor, or she's been trained as that. So... That's beautiful. In your words, what is spiritual healing, in your words? Spiritual healing, in my words, would be connecting with your heart. 
And it's very, very, I think it's very simple. We make healing very complex. That's true, we do. And you have group healing sessions, right? Yes, each month I do uh, a free group healing session. I have over 2,000 people participating in it. And uh, you can always sign up on my website, which is www.healwithbill.com. How effective uh, do you feel after you come out of one of these group sessions? And do you interact with any of the people after the sessions to kind of discuss, you know, the energies and what went on? Well, usually there's a focus that comes up, like uh, the one I'm actually doing tonight is going to be the focus is going to be around not taking things personally. Um, I do not do them live or on a webinar or on a phone uh, format because most of the people who resonate with my work are empaths. And on a group healing call, it's very easy to take on other people's stuff if you don't have really clear boundaries. So I prefer to do the work distantly to protect people. Yes. And you use also, discuss what healing holograms are that you use along with the heart activation work, because I think it's just beautiful. Well, healing holograms, like the first healing my dad I learned years ago, referred to a lot of the healing work as holograms, but... Um, I do a lot of work around my path is a path of getting out of the head and into the heart because I, as you would suspect from someone that went to a top 10 law school, I'm very, be very mental. And so for me, the path is, you know, getting out of my, my head and in spiritual thing and into my heart and body. Um, you know, I used to be a real space cadet. So, uh, a lot of my path has been grounding my spiritual energy into not only the mental and spiritual realms, but also the physical and emotional realms. That's great. And you, you talked about gratitude in the opening. How important is gratitude? Share with that with everyone out there. Well, I think that there are two shortcuts in life to healing, and that's self-love and gratitude. Um, you know, uh, basically, gratitude erases a lot of the negative programming we getting we get from all the years that we complain or blame or don't take accountability for our lives. Uh, basically, when you complain, you're a magnet for bad things to happen. When you engage in extreme gratitude, uh, you become a magnet for good things. And I begin and end each day with immersing myself in gratitude. I just lay down on my bed and take some deep breaths and on the inhale, breathe in, thank. On the exhale, you. And um, it really begins and ends your day on a really good note. How does grace and mercy fall in line with, uh, with any of this? Well, I think with all healing work, uh, I have three intents in all the healing work I do. One is that's aligned with the highest good of all. It supports the spiritual evolution of each being 100% and can be integrated with ease and grace in the now. Uh, when I began healing work, you know, I had a lot of power as a healer, but because I had so much energy in the spiritual and mental realms, I'd really blast people when I did sessions. So I actually had to work with another healer who was very centered in her heart and body to ground down the energy so that people could benefit from it. A lot of times, if the healer isn't grounded, you know, you can't help the person that you're working with to embody the healing. Yeah, so it's interesting because what you're talking about is you receiving, you know, because you have to get at a certain point and you're receiving and you're finding your balance. So it's necessary that once you step out there to work with others, that they're to receive what you're giving and also, you know, you have to be grounded as well. That's that's interesting how you put that. Well, I think 
I, I, it goes a little bit further for me is I think that we're drawn to healers and teachers who are on similar paths to us and are hopefully the people that you work with are a few years ahead of you in the process. But I will say I learn from absolutely everyone that I encounter, I learn something from. We all have incredible, incredible gifts and insights, and it's a real honor and privilege for me to work with anyone in the capacity that I do. Yeah, that's that's what I love is the humility that's in you. Talk about star seeds and how you assist them. Well, there are a lot of people, as you know, Sharon, there's a huge spiritual awakening, and Earth is raising its vibration very fast. And a lot of the people who have incarnated here, a lot of the highly evolved souls, do not have a lot of lifetime experience in this time-space continuum. And starseeds really struggle with a lot of things like we don't know, we don't really understand our bodies very well. Or, you know, the whole idea of money is like totally alien. And, you know, starseeds are very, very sensitive to energy. So there are a lot of challenges that that starseeds face. And I understand that because I've worked in a lot of different time-space continuums too. And that's one of the main reasons why I incarnated in this lifetime is to help people like that. Yeah. And you you work mostly with healers. Why is that? Well, it, it seems to me like when I began doing energy work many, many years ago, I had the intent I would learn all this esoteric healing techniques and I would help the masses. And what I found over the years is the people who really resonate with me tend to be healers, artists, creatives, highway bustles, light workers, star seeds, etc. You know, and I find it really ironic because a lot of people I work with actually work more with the masses than I do. But uh, you attract who you attract. And, you know, my sole purpose is to help healers to um, get their work out into the world in a bigger way. One of the main things for people to get past is forgiveness. Why is it so important, in your words, to forgive? First of all, you do not forgive others. You know, you don't forgive others because it's a good thing to do. You forgive others because you have to heal and forgive. You can't move forward in your life if you're holding on to grudges. Um, it's just a really, really core thing. Uh, you know, one of my partners in the past uh, had all sorts of problems with employers because of problems they had with their father that they never resolved. If you have someone or something in your life that you're not forgiving, that pattern's going to emerge in your life over and over and over again until you take accountability for it, look within, let it go, and release it. And a lot of times it will come up again in a minor form. You clear one layer, a level of it, and you feel really good, and then two years later the same pattern comes up because you're going to the next level. What's a what's a one way to for somebody to work with forgiveness? Well, I think the the, the easiest way is just I, I'm a real believer in clearing statements, which I view as sort of like directed prayer. And I would say something like, "Creator, please help me to forgive and let go of this person. I bless and release them with love." And another thing I do sometimes is just visualize both of you at the soul level has energy and just send love and send love to it. Or you could visualize things as symbols too. Like if you were thinking about a relationship you're having problems with, you could see it as like you're in a box, your your heart is in a cage. And then you could just direct love and light to the cage to, to release it or you could zap it with a water gun. I don't know. You know, there are all sorts of ways that you can do, but... Um, 
You know immediately if it's released because you feel lighter afterwards. Yes. How do you view life on the planet right now? Do you feel there's um, like a sense of urgency that people are feeling, but they can't identify what the urgency is? Do you know what it is? Well, I think we're here on the planet. Like, I love the name of your ti- the title of your show, but I think we're here on the planet to learn how to love ourselves and others unconditionally. And on the planetary level, the planet has chosen to ascend to raise its vibration. So almost everyone on the planet who's ever incarnated in human form is on the planet now. And as Earth raises its vibration, it brings up all the crap and negative energy that people have pushed themselves away from. You know, it's, it's now in your face and you have to deal with it. And it's very, very hard for a lot of people. You know, a lot of this happens on the subconscious planes at night when we sleep. And um, it's just a very confusing time and a very hard time for people. The last six months, there's been a lot of release of energies, and people just don't know what's going on. You know, they're affected by it, and, you know, a lot of people ascribe it to, uh, you know, Mercury retrograde or whatever, astrology or whatever, but... A lot of it is, as the planet clears, we have to clear our vibration and our stuff to stay aligned with the planet energetically. You put that so well, exactly what you just said. And when when we go retrograde, that's what that's all about, is bringing us face-to-face with some of those things that we haven't cleared up. So that's wonderful how you put that. Yeah, I will say this about Mercury retrograde. I think a lot of people give a lot of power away to astrology. Um, and I think you have to be really, really careful about what your beliefs are. Because as soon as you say, Mercury retrograde, my life goes to blank. Uh, when Mercury retrograde comes, your life is going to go to blank. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You assist um, helping others to find their own happiness and substance You know, how can people determine what aspects of their lives that they need most to heal uh, within themselves? A real simple, a real simple but very powerful exercise is to buy a little notebook that fits in your pocket or purse, and every day for two weeks, write down everything you say or think about yourself. And don't judge it, don't read it, just write it down for two weeks. And then go back after two weeks and look at it and read it over. And I think you'll find that a lot of, you know, a lot of the areas of your life that are going wrong and you wonder why it's wrong, I think when you begin looking at what you're telling yourself, you'll understand why it's wrong. And that's what you need to work on. Beautiful. How important is self-love? What can you say uh, for people to understand the significance of self-love? Self-love is my core value. I mean, there's been a lot of attention in the spiritual community, community about the law of attraction. And to me, you know, I people get really mental about the law of attraction, and there are all these flaky energies around the law of attraction. To me, I think most people would benefit more from focusing on self-love and on gratitude. When you love yourself, basically, each moment we have is a choice. We can react from fear, or respond with love. And in those choice points, I try to ask myself, which choice is the most loving and nurturing to myself? And as you align with self-love, then you become truer to yourself. You become more authentic. You don't give away your power left and right to other people. You don't look outside yourself for validation. You don't people-please. 
There are all sorts of wonderful things that happen, but it all begins with self-love. And we truly cannot love another person until we love and accept ourselves. So how does somebody who uh, doesn't like who they are, I, I had someone I was speaking with and they said, no one can loathe me as much as I can hate myself. This was actually a statement said. How do they go, at least initially, baby steps, in your words? Well, the approach a lot of people use affirmations, and you say, I love and trust and accept myself. But then when you say that, your conscious mind objects and says, no, you don't, no, you don't. You know, all these little aspects happen. So that's where a lot of people get caught up in affirmations. But what I would say is when you find yourself saying, I, I love myself, you know, you need to really look at that. That should begin become a red flag for you and say something like, I am in the process of beginning to love myself every day. And instead of looking at the areas of your life where you don't love yourself, I would begin a list of how can I love and support myself more each day? What have I done recently that shows that I do love myself? You know, fear is like one of the, the, I think it's, I can't remember who says it, but false evidence appearing real. Your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real or not. It just takes what you believe. So if you begin changing it to say, I'm in the process of loving myself more and more, this is what I can do in this moment now to love myself more and more, that will begin to shift the energy around that. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And, and you actually, I've read where you've said, Thoughts are either based in fear or in love. You know, they can't be divided. Yeah, that's classic uh, Course in Miracles, uh, a Course in Miracles teaching, but I really do believe that that's true. Now, you're an artist, and, and you also appreciate art. Do you do, you do the artwork of colors, and, and how can art be healing? Let's talk about that. Well, to me, I began doing art... Like, I haven't, I never thought I'd be an artist. Like, I have a third grade teacher that I drew a tree, and she said it looks like a lollipop. So I never did anything with art. But I brought in a series of activations many years ago now that were about the void mastery sequences, which is embodying the creator, God, goddess within. And then, like, a week later, I found myself in Michael saying, you need to buy all these paints. You know, so I loaded up my cart with acrylics, and then I saw finger paints, and that looked a lot more fun. So I began playing with color and just exploring color, and I thought it was just a fun thing for my inner child. And then a week or two later, I looked at the images, and I saw all these healing codes emanating from them. And I said, oh, this is another form of healing. And I got at that point that people are coded to receive healing in different ways. Some people receive healing from listening to music. Some people receive healing from looking at colors. Some people receive healing from sessions. Some people like to listen to audios. We're all unique beings energetically. And, you know, but uh, I really love the healing artwork. It's really, really fun. I get my little zone. I choose my colors. And then it's like I'm in the, you know, that magical moment of the now where an earthquake could happen. I wouldn't notice it. And uh, it's great fun. Great fun. Why, um, and that was powerful, thank you very much, why are we not to judge others? And uh, do you feel that people are harder on themselves than others when it comes to judging? Well, you see, the problem with judging others is your subconscious mind doesn't distinguish between you and others. So every time you judge another person, you're judging yourself. And I think this is a real big thing about the ego mind and the personality self. The ego mind always wants to be superior. 
It always wants to feel that it's better than. You know, the truth is we're all different, and, you know, we can't really compare ourselves because we're all unique aspects of the nature of God. And, you know, how can you say that one drop is prettier, raindrop is prettier than another, or one snowflake is prettier than another? It's just silliness. I mean, but the truth is, every time you judge yourself, you're, every time you judge another person, you're judging yourself. So people are hard on themselves because they're hard on themselves when they judge themselves, and they're hard on themselves when they judge another person. So it, it has sort of the boomerang effect. Yeah, we're, we're definitely all one. We're going to have to take a break for commercial. But we'll be right back with spiritual teacher of innate wisdom, Bill Austin. And if you'd like to reach us at Voice America's Why We Are Here to let us know what's on your heart and mind, then kindly email us at Sharon at whywearehere.info. We'll be right back. Wouldn't you love to experience formidable personal transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whywearehere.info. That's Sharon at whywearehere.info. Now, back to the show. And we are back with our special guest, innovative artist and healer, Bill Austin. Bill? Yes. As a healer and teacher, do you think there's anything that cannot be cured? I think some things are much more difficult to be cured, but I think that everything can be cured. Yeah. I learned years ago cure in Latin is to be cared for, which I thought mm-hmm. that was yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Now explain because you mentioned earlier about multidimensions. Explain in your own way how we're all multidimensional beings. Well, we see that within ourselves we have a physical nature, we have an emotional nature, we have a mental nature, and we also have a spiritual nature. And our souls are, the way I view it is our souls are aspects of God exploring different facets of creation. So, um, and you know, Earth is what I would call a third or fourth dimensional world. There's a lot of worlds that are more evolved, a lot of worlds that are less evolved. But to me, uh, you know, multidimensional beings, we have to master all the worlds or they experience them. Yes. Talk about angelic healing and transmissions, the transmissions that you do 
How powerful are they? Well, years ago, I learned a lot of very mentally-oriented modalities, and uh, I would always tweak them after I learned them because it always felt a little bit cold to me and not necessarily coming from the heart. But I realized, like, I received a really strong initiation that really whacked me. And I prayed to my the angels around me and said, please help me, please help me integrate this. And, uh, and they helped me tremendously, and I felt immediate relief. And then I realized, you know, angels, I bet you could help me with all these mentally-oriented modalities that I'm learning and adjust them and tweak them. And what the angelic frequencies do is they add a lot more ease and grace to the process. And the experts are, are really are marvelous masters at shifting energy softly, gently, and intensely with ease and grace. Now, break it down, though, transmission. For those out there that have no idea, when I ask you about transmission, what exactly it is? Well, to me, transmissions are an exchange of energetic information from one soul to another soul. A lot of people order healing sessions and enlightenment activations from me because their mind wants something. But when I'm in that space of transmitting or transferring that information and coding to their soul to integrate, they often get what they really wanted, what their soul really wanted to begin with. Does that make it clearer? Somewhat. I mean, you could elaborate a little bit more because you also mentioned soul of your soul when applying transmissions. Yes, I believe that we have different aspects of our spiritual bodies, our soul, our higher soul self. Um, I experimented with working with lots of different versions, and the the closest, most pristine version I could find that was least likely to be uh, affected by the third dimension is what I call the highest level aspect of our monad. The highest level aspect of our monad is basically the most loving, loving, true love part of our soul. You talk of Kuan Yin and karma and compassion, and I completely love her. I've loved her for years. Yes. How much of an impact is her energy on the planet? And discuss the karmic board as well, please. Kuan Yin's energy is very, very, very powerful. To me, it's an aspect of the divine mother energy, perhaps step down a little bit more for humanity to digest. But um, she has a lot of grace you know, very sparkly grace, and she has a deep core understanding of humanity's conditions and, you know, the the human condition, and a great deal of compassion, and you are talking earlier about, you know, judging ourselves. She's really good at helping people get out of judging ourselves and to get more out of our minds and into our heart. Uh, The karmic board is, um, you know, karma in a way we, we learn from our experiences, like everything we do, we learn from. And the karmic board is sort of like oversees that whole process sort of, of, you know, of the karma on earth. And there have been a lot of cosmic dispensations of grace. And a lot of karma has been transmuted for a lot of humanity because, especially for people that are involved in raising the vibration of the planet. How does um, destiny along with the Akashic Records, how does, how does this all fit into everything? Well, destiny, I think, to me, destiny, I'm not sure I really believe in destiny. I think when we come into this life, we have, you know, we have, like, the potential to do a lot of different things. And I think some of us have more stronger contracts to do certain things. Uh, but, 
you know, I think that there's a lot of play in the joints. A lot determines the first seven years of our life are so important that uh, a lot of things that happen are really based on how things go. It's more open-ended, I think, than most people view destiny. Does that make sense? I, I like your answer. I really do. It's sort of like soulmates. Like, you know, I have a lot of people over the years that say, who's my soulmate? Who's that one special person just for me, my twin's lame? And, you know, I sort of believe that we have lots of potential soulmates, and it's not just one person. And I think that we have a lot of potential people depending on what happens to us in this lifetime. I also think that a lot of people, uh, a true soulmate relationship is very intense. And I suspect a lot of people who really want soulmates on one level really wouldn't know how to do with, deal with that energetically if it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we can kind of create multiple opportunities for our, ourselves is what you're saying yeah, as I mean, well. like, you know, a lot of times people come to me for psychic readings, and I don't view myself as a psychic because if I tap into the energy of things, I see like five or six different potentials that could come. Now, some are clearer and sharper than others, and more likely, but when I'm working with clients and they truly release a belief, then all of a sudden, if you look at their choices in the future, it's like a card deck has been reshuffled, and you have totally different choices. So, you know, and I also think a lot of people give away their power to psychics, too. I think you have to be really, really careful with that. Yes. And uh, what about Akashic Records? That was part of the question. Akashic Records, there are a lot of different levels of Akashic Records, and um, Akashic Records are sort of like a, a history of your experiences, and they exist on a lot of different levels. The planetary level, the solar level, the galactic level, the universal level, the multiverse level. There are lots of different Akashic records, and they just are sort of like, um, in a way, it's like a history, your soul's history as it goes through time-space. Although that's confusing, too, because we just live in the now moment. So, you know, everything happens in the now. So, uh, you know, uh, does, does that make sense? It, it, it does, to some extent. And I was going to ask you about that, because uh, that's all they pretty much... Uh, talk of now is living in the present uh, of consciousness. Uh -huh. Yes. We can't do anything about our past except relive it and recreate it if we dwell on it too much. And when we live in the future, you know, we're not in the future, so we can't really impact the future. So, you know, and I think this is one of the biggest shifts I've made, actually, on the spiritual path is, you know, I used to live a lot more in the past, and uh, I pretty much cleared that. Now I tend to live a little bit more in the future than I'd like, so I have to bring it back to living in the now. But that's why I focus so much on grounding and self-love and thankfulness, because that really helps you keep you grounded in the now, especially gratitude. With that, how important is laughter and to find humor daily? And what does it do for someone's health and psyche, do you think? Oh, I, I, <laughs> you know, I have a big laugh. And, you know, the first audio I did, I had a blast. It was like the healing power of, of, of laughter. And, you know, I basically sang a silly song and, and did it in falsetta for the women. And, and anyway, I had a lot of fun with it. But I think that people on the spiritual path and healers, we, healing, you know, we take things so seriously. You know, like karma is such a heavy thing. You know, being on the spiritual path is so hard and challenging. And, you know, <laughs> healing can be fun. You can live through joy. You can live through suffering. You can, you, there are lots of ways you can learn and grow. And I actually created a website called healingcanbefun.com because um, 
there's this heaviness in the spiritual and healing communities. And I think that really blocks us. I found that if you can laugh about something, there's more healing transmitted in that than almost anything. Pure joy, pure laughter, pure gratitude, pure self-love, that pure vibration, if you can maintain it, it can, uh, it can erase millions of negative programs. Yeah, I, I love, love, love your attitude. I really do. What has been one of your biggest achievements? Well, I don't know that I really call them achievements. I mean, I just, my path is zigged and zagged. Um, I think one of my biggest achievements is, as I look at my life now, I see that I'm much more in my heart and much less in my head. I would say that's probably my biggest achievement. See, that's why, that's why I love speaking with you. That's, that's beautiful what you just said. Is there anything challenging about what you do? Uh, and what qualities do you feel are necessary that you've um, acquired to be effective in what you do? Well, the biggest challenge for me is people are impacted differently by energy healing work. So I can do the same thing for one person and they'll heal a lot, and the same thing for another person, they may not heal much at all. I mean, basically, I feel that healers sort of set a space or facilitate a space where healing can occur. But you can only, you are the healer. You are your own guru. You are your own teacher. Healers can only help you to the extent that you're willing to allow healing to come in. And uh, that's a big challenge for me. I, I do a lot of free healing work, and I, I have a lot of videos on YouTube, and uh YouTube channel, I think, is Bill Austin Art. But I do a lot of stuff for free because I want people to see if they resonate with my work and if they can benefit from it before they do anything, you know, order anything from me. Is there anyone who may have gone into your work, say, a couple years ago and didn't get it, and then maybe a year later they kind of find you again and go back and and they get it? Well, yeah, I I think we all need a break from healing. Sometimes healing can just be an endless cycle. But, yes, I have lots of clients who work with me for a couple of years or a year. They disappear from my life for two or three years, and then, you know, they pop back. Like a lot of my European clients are beginning to pop back. Um, now, and uh, it's just very interesting. I find that they're very different to work with energetically. They've grown a lot and experienced a lot of different things, and to some extent, I think that we all evolve beyond the space where we need healers or teachers. You know, basically, I view my goal in life is to help people who are just a few years behind to communicate the energetic knowledge and understanding and realization that I have so they can make a quantum leap forward in their lives, and then, you know, they may feel drawn to work with me or not work with me. You know, at some point, we all begin working in our own direction. It's like, you know, we all begin on the same path going up the mountain, but once you get up 5,000 feet, then everyone goes off in their own direction, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, diversity. What are a few misconceptions that people have about healing work and spirituality? Misconceptions. Well, I think perhaps the biggest misconception is that people think that healers heal them when it's really a combination. It's a co-created experience between the healer's soul or or highest level aspect of the monad, the client's highest level aspect of the monad, and creator or source energy. Uh, But, you know, uh, and also the biggest misconception people might very well have is a lot of people think that 
if you're on a spiritual path, it's all going to be easy lifting, and life will be magical. A lot of times, life gets harder on the spiritual <laughs> path. <laughs> as soon as you set the intent to grow, everyone in your life who could trigger you, they just magically appear in your life. Uh, you know, uh, I could made to being really clear years ago, and, you know, God bless them. The Creator sent me lots of people who triggered me, pushed all my buttons, and, you know, I developed a lot of wonderful tools to clear myself as a result of this experience. <laughs> but, you know, it was, and when I began out of healing, I could only work with one or two clients because the truth is, we all work with people who have very similar issues to me. So I'm working with a client on an issue you know, they're working with that I went through like three or four years ago, but in the process of working with that person, I get triggered because all of a sudden the next level and layer of healings for me come up. So then I get off the phone with the client and I spend all day clearing myself. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> and, uh, I, I finally prayed for more tools and I got the universal clearing profile. And, you know, as you clear off all this crap, eventually things do get better. But you have to be really careful what you ask for on the spiritual path. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. Why is it so difficult for many to relax? And why is sleep such a big problem in, in these days and times? Mm. Well, we have very stressful lives, Sharon. I mean, there's just a lot of anxiety and fear, and I think a lot of it's due to the acceleration of time. Time is not what it used to be. It used to be that we have, you know, like time now, a day now is like three or four hours was five years ago. You know, we're living in very, very accelerated time where a lot of stuff gets fed to us right and left. You know, and we've asked for this on some level because it helps us to grow. But it's very challenging to deal with it because we have to do all these things and we have limited amount of time. But then we look at the time and we think we have the same amount of time. And we really don't. Uh, and, again, as the planet gets clearer and raises its vibration, there's been a lot of crap that humanity has brought into the planet. And Earth is releasing that for us to look at, to take responsibility for and to clear and transmute it. And a lot of light workers and stars and highly evolved souls, we do most of this heavy lifting at night while we sleep. So, um, you know, sleep is very, very important because we need to, re you know, renew ourselves, and it's a, it's a very critical thing. Are there a few exercises for, for relaxation and sleep, just something very brief with color healing or something you can give to our audience? Well, I would just, you know, I would do, like, the deep breathing. You know, like, um, if you ever find yourself being triggered or upset or agitated, just begin taking some deep breaths. Slow down your breathing. And uh, I always add thank you to it because I love beginning and ending the day in gratitude. But, uh, you know, I think it's really... Um, another thing is, like, you know, a night before I go to sleep, I just mentally run through the day and I say, I bless and release this as well. This is done. This is done. This is done. And, you know, I just think of the major things that happens, and then I bless and release them with love and say, this is done to provide closure on the day. Mm -hmm. And that's very, that helps me quite a lot. You mentioned time speeding up. How much does technology have to do with that, do you think? Well, technology sort of reflects the spiritual growth of the planet. You know, machines and computers can do so much uh, more than used to because human consciousness is expanding. And so as we expand, then the tools and technologies we create uh, expand as well. 
How can people understand and obtain the qualities and significance of compassion and empathy at a time like now? Well, I think that everyone's... People have to understand that everything is energy, and we all are affected by the energy of other people. And even if you don't feel the energy, that's the nature of the vibrational reality we're in. And we have a feedback loop called our feelings. When we feel good, that means we're doing something that's raising our vibration. When we feel bad, we're doing something that's lowering our vibration. When we feel about the same, it means that we're on neutral. You know, we're, and most things are neutral. But a lot of mastery really is about focusing on, you know, when you get in a bad space is trying to move, you know, redirect your focus to something that makes you feel good. And as you feel good and begin to love yourself more and to be more grateful, then you can't help but extend that out, that understanding and compassion that you have for yourself to other people. Uh, before we go to break, I have one last question. What's something we should all be telling ourselves on a constant so we can stay as often as possible on a high frequency? I love, trust, and accept myself. Okay, thank you. And we have to take another break for a commercial. We'll be right back with our guest of unique wisdom, Bill Austin. In the meantime, you'll find me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose and also email us at Sharon at whyweareherein.info if you have any questions. And please go to isisrosecreations.com on the contact page to share with us your take on why we are here. My guest today, Bill Austin, has also contributed for a few of our listening audience members his effective book, Transform Your Relationship with Money. So make sure you sign up to win a few gifts and prizes for listening to our broadcast. And we want to thank you all for being such a great listener. Stay tuned for the following announcement. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whyweareherein.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whyweareherein.info. That's Sharon at whyweareherein.info. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back once again with your host. I'm Sharon Rose Washington and our mystical guest, Bill Austin. Welcome back, Bill. Hey. 
We have a few questions for you that were sent into Sharon at whywearehere.info. Are you ready? As ready as I can be. Okay. All right. The first question <laughs> is from Langley H., and he is from New Hampshire, uh, Connecticut. Langley wants to know if you have to believe in God or be spiritual in order to meditate. Also, can you give a quick, easy meditation for him to use that can be effective for relaxing and feeling energetic when completed? Well, I think the energy of God, Creator, is so vast it doesn't care if you believe in it or not. It is what it is. And the first technique I use to, to meditate is focusing on the words Maranatha. Ma, as in Ma. Ra, as in the sun god, sort of. Na, as in eh, na, fa. <laughs> and what does that mean? I don't know, but uh, when I began meditating, I went through like 50 books on meditation, and that was the simplest technique. And uh, there's something about the ah sound. You see it a lot in chants in Hindu. I think it's one of the primal, um, the primal uh Words of creation, actually. So um, I yeah, can't remember well, what it means. It has a beautiful meaning. I can't remember it, to be honest. This was 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and Egyptian, you know, Amen, Hotep, and Amen, you know. <laughs> uh, Juliet R. is from Fairmont, West Virginia. And Juliet wants to know, what exactly is distant healing and how does it work? She's considering receiving it, but needs to understand how it's successful. Well, distant healing, it goes back to something you said earlier, sharing that we're all one. And at the soul level, we're all interconnected and exchanging information all the time. But distant healing, I would say it's almost like an intent. It's an intent to transmit encoded or healing information to another person from the soul or the high, what I call the highest level aspect of the monad to the highest level aspect of the monad. Okay. Miranda P. is from Brentwood, California, and Miranda wants to know if Botox interferes with the usage of her third eye chakra. She's 40. She's been using Botox and fillers for almost three years, and she seems to be having difficulty in meditation and spiritual visualization. Well, I would say that my concern around Botox is more the substances they use. We don't really understand what impact they have on the physical body. The other thing is in general, you know, people who are drawn to plastic surgery, you have to sort of look at what is your relationship with your body and why do you feel the need to, to, to go into plastic surgery? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sensing that it's really affecting her third eye, but I, I am sensing that she's beginning to believe in that belief. And as you believe in that, th- that statement, then it begins to happen for you. Okay, makes sense. Minnie B. is from Austin, Texas. She's in the Bible Belt and wants to know if there are people who can actually do healing like Jesus Christ. She is a devout Christian, and she says she's feeling guilty because she's curious and confused by many people she's meeting now in her life lately, including a spiritual massage healer. Well, I don't know many people. Jesus Christ was one of the greatest, greatest spiritual masters this world has ever known, and I don't know anyone that's currently doing healing work like that. I have friends who study some very powerful Philippine healers that heal with light, do incredible surgery without uh, instruments, Uh, but I don't know anyone that turns water into wine or, you know, um, has done the the type of results that, that Jesus got in his lifetime. Okay. 
And what do you recommend because she would like to see a spiritual massage healer? Well, I think, okay, this is very interesting. When you work with someone in a healing capacity, it's very important to go into your heart and just feel them, feel it out. Feel, how do they feel energetically to you? And your first response is almost always your, your, your best response. So I would suggest that she take some deep breaths. And she just connect with her heart if she knows how to meditate and just ask, is this person aligned with my highest good or not to work with? Uh, but I think it's really important to be very, very discerning about who you work with energetically. And uh, that's uh, all I have to say really about that one. Okay. Jonah S. is from Vancouver, Canada. Jonah wants to know a few easy methods to clear negativity. He said... He was a happy child and teen, but now in his mid-20s, he finds himself becoming more and more pessimistic and angry. Okay. A simple technique is to use clearing statements, which would be sort of a, you know, a prayer, directed prayer in a way. And I would say something like this, creator or whatever words he uses for spirit, God, goddess, creator, please clear this anger from me now. Thank you. Now, a more complex version would be, Creator, please clear, transmute, heal, release, and dissolve anger with love across time, space, dimensions, directions, vectors, and angles in ways aligned with my highest good. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. That's a lot more stuff, but like for people beginning out, like a lot of people don't really trust. I use clearing statements all the time. I think intent is powerful stuff. It's good stuff. But when you're beginning out, go simple, and then you can get fancy later. <laughs> <laughs> you got fancy on us. Okay. Well, I wanted to. You, we have reader. We have listeners here that are from a wide variety of backgrounds, and the second statement actually clear out a lot more because it has more intent and more specific directions. That's one of the things you learn after doing healing for a while. You sort of learn the language. I went to law school to learn language for coding healing. I didn't understand. I only had to spend one year in law school. I spent three and graduated, which was uh, not something I'm going to beat myself up about. But <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't because it's applicable to now. You know, everything is, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. You so, learn to grow from everything you experience in life. That's right. So the last question is from Randy Kay. He's from Asheville, North Carolina. Rennie wants to know why there's so much mental illness, and is medication more of a problem than a solution? What is going on is what he asks. Well, I think a lot of it's due to the stress and anxiety and fear. A lot of mental illness is sourced in fear, and um, I think that perhaps we understand more about mental illness now, so we see it more, whereas before we didn't really judge it or, you know, designate it as mental illness. And I think it all depends. Like, my brother, you know, was diagnosed as bipolar, and he did lithium, I think it's lithium, for a year, and it it healed him totally of it. So um, I believe really firmly that energy healing is not meant, or spiritual healing is not meant to displace traditional therapy and and physical help, it's meant to supplement it. So, you know, I always tell people, if you're on some type of meds or stuff, keep going with them. Don't drop them because you're doing energy work. Energy work, what I like about energy work is it goes to the sources and the causes of what's going on with energetic imbalances, whereas 
a lot of times meds and 3D doctors just sort of treat the physical symptoms. But, you know, you need to treat those physical symptoms to get a full healing. So um, I'm all in favor of meds usually, uh, especially if you like and trust and respect your doctor. Okay. Bill, what inspires you? Where do you find your inspiration? You know, the reason I began this whole thing is I want people to be able to take spiritual principles and universal laws and create a life that works. I want people to help heal and clear themselves. I was not really into growth for the sake of growth. I want people to to be able to apply these, 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 these are our divine gift right, universal and spiritual laws, and I want people to be able to apply those to create their version of heaven on earth, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Are you living your dream? Is this what you planned for yourself, Bill? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Goodness, no, I never wanted to be a healer. I was on the spiritual path for 10 years before I began hearing the call to heal, and I was so upset. <laughs> so upset. You know, all the healers I knew, they were strange. They wore weird clothing. They talked in esoteric language. They were broke. And I did not want to be a healer. And, but each time, like, the call got stronger and stronger. And I know what happens when these wake-up calls get stronger and stronger. They'll destroy your life utterly if you don't heed them. So reluctantly, I did my first class, and I was terrified. You know, I was the only one in the class who hadn't had any experience in spiritual healing at all. And everyone's saying, well, we hope that you'll learn from us and grow. And I actually ended up being the best student in the class. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And it was, and that happened to me. Like, you know, I learned, I take an entry-level healing class, and people say, wow, you must have been working with this for five or six years. And, you know, I said, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that all prepared me for doing my own thing. I think, you know, I think we, we most healers begin working with other modalities and helping people using other people's modalities. But I think we ultimately all shift to doing our own thing, hopefully. And uh, What's your take on why we're here? We're here to learn how to love ourselves and others unconditionally. Okay, beautiful. And where can our audience locate you and uh, for information on you and your products and what? Yeah, my main website is www.healwithbill.com. And I do encourage all of you to sign up for my free healing group. We have over 2,000 people in it. And as a gift to people who sign up, you also get one of my MP3s on releasing fear, stress, and anxiety, one of my best-selling products. So. Fantastic. I'm in love with the Matrix movies, and I have one main question that I ask everyone. Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? (laughs) (laughs) You take the pill that's yourself. Mine is rainbow-colored. Okay, fantastic. Bill, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. And now for my final thought. My luminary guest today, spiritual healer and teacher, Bill Austin is highly accomplished in the field of spiritualism. Through his work, he demonstrates how alive we really are and how to appreciate and have gratitude for everyone and everything in our midst. Bill Austin brings to the planet's atmosphere a high vibrational existence. His work with the angelic realms and masters of light energy realms brings hope, love, joy, peace, and a timely essence much needed in our accelerated lives. As a metaphysician with years of practice, study, and the sharing of his gifts of esoteric wisdom, he helps us to navigate with ease through a sometimes confusing world. Bill Austin's living his true purpose out loud while maintaining balance. We all have to take a moment to pause in wonder and to pontificate on why we are here. No life is meaningless. No breath is wasted. 
We are all a beautiful, intricate part of creation making life happen. Remember, the kingdom queendom lies within. Stay rooted in Mother Earth and lifted by Father Sky as you continue to walk side by side with the ancestors and angels. Until next time, please keep me in your heart, and I promise to always keep you in mine. Have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, empowerment coach, healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. We hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. Keep your life.